truth seekers, freedom fighters, defenders of liberty, deplorables, lizard people, insurrectionists, election deniers, conspiracy theorists, and mega, ultra, mega extremist Republicans, and all you annoying other people that didn't vote for Marxist midget. I am your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Freedom Speak. We are unindoctrinated, unvaccinated, unrestrained, unashamed, unrelenting, unapologetic, and unafraid. And we are totally organic and non-GMO. <laughs> On Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to playbacks of any of my previous shows and check out the other useful resources I have posted there. You can also get the podcast of this show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. You can email me at becca at freedomspeaknm to send me your questions and comments. And if you want to get started advertising, I would highly suggest it. We get a lot of patriots listening to this station. So today is kind of a special edition. If you're listening to this show, playing on Saturday. As you know, it's recorded. And today, we, this week, actually, we recorded the show on Wednesday morning, and we're doing something a little bit different. We're actually uh, streaming the show live on Facebook so that actual Facebook uh, viewers can actually interact with the show while it's being, um, while it's being recorded. And after the first of the year, we are at some point going to be, hopefully right after the first of the year, we're going to actually be in the new studio, and we are going to be doing this every week, and we're going to be streaming it to my webpage and Rumble rather than Facebook. Today is just kind of an experiment using my cell phone, and uh, so, but the video looks pretty good. We set up the lighting in here and everything, so anyway, welcome to the show. So I've been thinking a lot about good versus evil. This is something that a lot of people talk about nowadays, and I really do believe we are in a war against evil. It's not a shooting war. It's more of a war of ideas. And um, so I believe World War III is already underway. Only it's a different kind of war. It's uh, a war being not being fought with guns, bombs, and bullets. It's a war being fought with propaganda, fear, and manipulation. It is an enemy that is turning us all against each other. A classic tactic, divide and conquer. While the enemy sits back and watches the carnage while laughing at us and raking in the profits. And while nobody is paying attention, the enemy is exterminating us through bioengineered plagues, starvation, suicides, and fake deadly injections disguised as vaccines. Our enemies in the mainstream media hide the evidence of all the death created by a manufactured genocide and call those exposing the truth conspiracy theorists, deniers, and domestic terrorists. Have you ever heard the statement that one man's traitor is another man's patriot? It's actually the name of a book written by Michael E. Eggleston. Or the phrase, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. If an invading force marched into our country and Americans broke out their assault weapons to repel the invasion, the enemy would likely refer to us freedom fighters as guerrillas or rebels. We hear this around the world all the time. It's all a matter of perspective. To the enemy, from their perspective, we're the enemy. We're the terrorist. 
we're the rebels. We're the insurrectionists. Our country is being taken over by a socialist, fascist, communist ideology. And within the enemy within orchestrating this takeover consider those of us resisting as domestic terrorists and insurrectionists. The truth of the matter is that those of us resisting and pushing back are on the side of good. And those imposing the tyranny are on the side of evil. What exactly is evil? Well, according to Merriam-Webster, evil involves someone that is morally re reprehensible. It involves bad character or conduct, causing discomfort, repulsion, harm, or suffering. In another article I read, it describes evil as that which is contrary to the will of God and which is of malevolent intent. It is a moral category. It is what is immoral and counter to God's holiness. It stated that there are different ways in which evil can be defined. But biblically speaking, it is anything that is contrary to the holy character and will of God. Evil is wickedness, an attempt to cause unnecessary harm, to deceive, etc. It is an attitude of malice. Evil seems to be all around us consuming everything. All of this evil seems to have taken root and spread everywhere like a disease in only a few years. The supposed virus was not the disease. It is the fear, tyranny, out-of-control crime, violence, and rampant corruption rotting away our civilization that is the plague consuming our world. Many people are so traumatized by all the fear and propaganda that they feel smothered now for almost three years. They're in a state of denial and retreat. It is a condition I have previously mentioned known as cognitive dissonance. To help you recognize the evildoers destroying our world, I want to share with you what some signs to look for to help you recognize an evildoer. And by the way, my guests here, I'm going to do something a little different here. Normally, I just go through my entire monologue, and, and then we comment afterwards. But since I've got like 12 different characteristics of evil, I'm thinking that after I talk about each one, we'll discuss it briefly, and then I'll move on to the next one. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. First of all, and this is one that I think you'll all be familiar with, they deny reality. The truth you know it to be as such is not something they will agree upon. These people know a different truth, and they will never agree with the reality that rea really is. This is not a difference of subtle differences. This is facts versus their twisted ideals and interpretations. Remember how I previously mentioned how the extremist left is changing the meaning of words to distort reality? That's been happening a lot. Any comments, you guys? The meaning of vaccine has been changed. Absolutely. You know, it used to be that vaccine back in the day, I mean, Mark and I were talking about this this morning before coming into the studio about like the polio vaccine. It was actually a sample of the actual disease which caused your body to learn how to fight the disease. What is being peddled as a vaccine now is not like that at all. And we'll talk about that in length, I'm sure, during the show. Any comment, Mark? No, I'm very familiar with that particular product. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, you know, Mark, one thing about Mark, he's been involved in, he was in the military for many, many years, and he's familiar with a lot of things in which they use the military as guinea pigs, and we're going to talk about that today, too. So, number two, twisting facts. Have you ever got, have you guys been seeing that happening? Evil people, evil people have the ability to twist any fact that they come across. That is, any fact that does not agree with their goals and manipulative reality they're trying to impose. They're ready to take things out of context and glue them to other things taken out of context and they'll cre until they create alternate facts that align with their purpose. We see this a lot with the corrupt leftist media in which they will take a short clip of something that was said or done and spin it in the direction they want. Happens constantly. You, just, you guys jump in whenever you want on these. Okay. Yeah, we are currently being told that the border is secure. Right. Yeah. Uh, or like that uh, the 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Um, why does not more people question this? It's like, and this recent election, not much better. Look at what Carrie Lake's going through in Arizona. Withholding mm. information. If they believe that something will compromise the identity they're trying to create, they're ready to withhold any relevant information about that. I didn't lie. Not saying anything about it isn't lying. Of course, lying or not, they keep this information from the others and use their ignorance of the situation to their ends. And if you find out, not only will they tryst the truth and spice things up, but they will even make you feel guilty of not trusting them. Yeah, where is uh, Hunter's laptop? Right, but that's Russian disinformation. That's what I'm, they said all along, right? I'm sorry. And now I, we know it's not. I feel so terrible that I brought it up. I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> Remember how the drug companies did not disclose any information about the so-called vaccine? Remember those blank info sheets when they gave you the vaccine? And providing no informed consent for something that the government and big corporations were coercing people to have injected into their bodies? After freedom of information requests and lawsuits, this information they were trying to hide for decades reveals that this experimental drug is very dangerous and billions of people around the world were given no good option to refuse to participate in this clinical trial. Basically. There was no informed consent ever. None. Because, it, I mean, you may have given consent, but it was not informed because they had no information. Yeah, yeah. So misleading people. If convenient, these evil people will use some truth to twist it in such a misleading way that you will feel afraid, vulnerable, attacked, hated, or incompetent. They know how to pick the right words to evoke any emotion they intend to create in you. In the end, you will start believing in the information the way they presented it. They create enemies in your mind using simple words. They can make you feel like you are doing everything wrong. Words are their weapon, and they know how to handle it nicely. This is what narcissists do often. They will make you feel like you're the one that should feel guilty, like you're the one that's wrong. Well, you take it, and you take it, and you take it. When you finally strike back and you say something, then you are the one who's the problem. That's right. That's right. Classic narcissism behavior. Trust us, we are from the government. That's right. <laughs> Lying constantly. Have you, ever, have you guys ever met anybody that they, they, they seem to have to lie about everything they say? It's like they, they seem to, saying the truth about anything, for some reason they can't. I've actually known people like this. This is a real thing. Their form of sincerity is one wrapped in silver-tongued silver lies. Lying is their way of expressing themselves. 
They can't construct a thought in their head without thinking of how something juicy could be included too. They lie to gain something out of it, and they lie for the pleasure of fooling those around them. And each time you catch them in a lie, they will tell you a dozen more to cover it up. They will sincerely explain to you why they are forced to lie about it. You might even start feeling sorry for them. They actually believe their lies. We see this all the time. Remorsefulness. These people will not feel sorry for anything they have destroyed, are destroying, or plan to destroy. They see people as pawns in their game, and they consider the best people to be the best pawns. If they spot the good in you, they will use that good to work for them, and they will treat you like garbage in the process. They do not feel sorry for good people, and they see an opportunity in every weakness they expose. It is because they simply enjoy other people's pain, and they do not see a reason why those people should not experience such pain also. Misery loves company. Does, does, does our tiny tyrant governor in Santa Fe feel at all bad about the, the misery and the pain and the destruction that she caused in this state with all the people and all the businesses and all the lives she destroyed? No. Has she ever apologized even for the result of that, even if she didn't take responsibility for causing it? Has she ever expressed any kind of sympathy for what the people have gone through in this state? And yet people voted for her again and put her back in power. She doesn't even feel sorry about being short. Avoiding responsibility. Evil people do not have a moral compass. They do as they please, and they will never feel responsible for the pain they have caused. If they sense that some sort of blame is going to hit them, they start redirecting it even before it gets to them. They toss their blame onto others, and they do not know the meaning of an apology. They find apologizing to be a virtue of the weak, and they know how to get an apology from anyone they have harmed. In the end, you apologize for their mistakes. Isn't that convenient? Oh my God, I've known people like that. And I'm not going to name names because I don't want to make them even more infamous than they are. And you know them too, don't you? Oh, yes. Yeah. I grew up with some and yeah. then I met some. Yeah. Call me later, I'll give you a whole list. Yeah. <laughs> Manipulating. Evil people are masters of manipulation. They know how to plan 10 steps ahead and they always know the purpose of their manipulation. If they want to, they will make you feel stupid. They will make you do the things they are not competent at doing. And they know how to take all the credit afterward, leaving you feeling that you are not competent enough to do what you did, although you already did it well. Just so you know, I produced this whole show, and she's taking the credit. Oh, <laughs> that was good. Wow. Okay. So, fair-weathered friends, have you guys had any of those? If such a person comes to your aid, know that they have done it for a purpose that involves them in the end. In other cases, in, in, in other cases they will be around when things go well, and they will disappear when things go bad. You should not expect support from these people. If you get support, know that you are being played and that you will end up being the pawn in their well-devised game. They do not see a reason why they should be there for you if there is nothing in it for them. A.K.A. Los Angeles Friends. <laughs> 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 S- 
stealing your time. If they know that you have some kind of deadline or other important events with close people and family, they'll subtly get under your skin and make you lose track of time. They don't want you to be better than them in any way. So do not expect to be good when they are around to ruin that expectation. Oh my God, I've known somebody like this. They know exactly when to show up and mess up your plans. In the end, they will even put on a concerned face and watch you lose your mind as things start spiraling down. Time is a very important asset, and they are well aware of it. Hmm. Leading double lives. These people will never reveal their true lives to you, and saying that they lead double lives in an, uh, is an underestimated expression when they come into question. They lead a hundred lives, each life more different than the rest. They are different with every person, and they have a well-devised history to tell that would accompany the image they are trying to portray. The common thing about all of them is that nobody really knows their true essence or past. And the last one, in this list is these people are control freaks. You know, we say these politicians, they'll do anything to stay in power. This is the kind of personality that these people have. Of course, to hold everything together, they have to be in complete control over every situation. They will easily get possessive and controlling if they see that someone else is trying to earn your trust and be a genuine friend. The control they have over others is how they can be fed off them. If they lose this control, they lose their precious pawns. It's very simple, really, and it all becomes very evident once they start losing control. Everybody can possess one or some of these characteristics. However, put them together and you're dealing with someone who is truly evil. Do not expect from them to change for you, as you mean nothing to them. So what happens if they lose the house? I think they're going to get really mean and they're going to get even dirtier than they already have been. If you love mm. yourself enough, you should definitely break free from their control and manipulation and go on living your life surrounded by genuine and sincere people. Nobody's perfect, and if someone is trying to look perfect, they have something they're hiding beneath. You know, I, we have met so many good people over mm -hmm. the past couple years as a result of these evil tyrants. They've, they've brought us together. I, I really think that it might be backfiring on them. Well, nature brings in duality. And um, where you have evil, you're going to have light trying to come in and snuff it out. And then vice versa. When the light is there, you know, light attracts darkness. Yeah. So the evil people we are faced with today meet all of this criteria. Unfortunately, those of us with moral values trying to do the right thing are in the minority. Many others are hiding due to fear. These evil people are hell-bent on reducing the population through starvation, attrition, abortion, and by ruining people's ability to form a relationship with the other sex and make a family. They want to destroy the concept of family and sexualize our children. They want to make housing so expensive that families can't grow. They want us all to own nothing and be happy so that they can control every aspect of our lives and stuff us all into steel and concrete boxes restricted to screens and windows rather than fields, farms, or even playgrounds. We now live in a country controlled by corrupt politicians meeting all the requirements of the evil person I just mentioned that believe in winning elections by any means necessary. 
They get funding through PACs funded by foreign governments and laundered taxpayer money that was supposed to be spent for something else. These corrupt politicians make backroom promises and deals with the enemies of freedom and liberty. The powerful select the candidates that will be on the ballot, not the voters. I'm sure you can think of a recent example of that in the state of New Mexico. In the fantasy world, we would like to think that bad guys get captured, are given a lawful trial, and if guilty, are dealt a dose of justice. In reality, our current corrupt, evil government is doing anything that will ensure their continued power to control we the people. It would be such it would be so much easier to deal with bad guys like I see on the series Yellowstone, which I've been watching, in which a convincing accident is arranged for your enemy. Unfortunately, good people don't do bad things to deal with bad people. This is something that bad people know, and therefore they exploit this thing in us they see as a weakness. If we're going to fight back against this darkness that is consuming everything, we will have to wake up others, refuse to comply, like I've been saying all along, and expose lies and corruptions for others to see whenever possible. So there you go. That's my open. A little different than I normally do it. <laughs> so, as you can see, if you're watching on Wednesday, I have my good friend Sharon Batista here. Hello. Which, she's a clinical nurse, correct? Is that what you are? Is that what you do? <laughs> Explain exactly what you do. Oh, well, what I used to do. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you got to get yeah. close, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh. I, um, I often have people ask me what I do. I mean, besides being doing the radio stuff, I, I'm a degreed engineer, mm -hmm. but the work I do is like so broad, it, it encompasses so many things, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like, you know, it's kind of hard to just kind of boil it down to something simple without it not really being a good description, so... Well, I've been mandated out of nursing, so now I am promoting Vienna sausages. First. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, I bring those around for lunch. No, I'm um, I'm a registered nurse for 31 years, and my uh, I went straight into the intensive care unit in 1991, and um, mostly dealt with cardiac and cardiac surgery. And now I no longer do that. I've kind of been booted out, and um, I'm not going to plug my business, but I'm now going to work for attorneys uh, as a legal nurse consultant, finding the red flags for both the plaintiff and defense to help them win their cases. Nice. So, Mark, I've Mark is a good friend of mine. We've actually been good friends and roommates for many, many years. Um, and we actually met working at the FAA, in which we used to work at the Air Traffic Control Center together. And so, Mark, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born a poor black child. Oh, no, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, no, I have um, 28 years in the military. Uh, eight of those were in the Air Force, and 20 of them were in the Army Reserve. And I have been uh, to two different wars now. I was in Vietnam, and I was in the Gulf War. And... Uh, Fortunately, uh, they haven't inv invented bullets that can dig, so I was never shot. Well, that's good. Um, since then, I've been working in just about 
everything in the electronics field you can imagine from uh, from medical electronics to point of sale stuff and you know most of that mm-hmm. and we work uh, together on stuff a lot of times yeah yeah my uh, my army unit was actually a general hospital a thousand bed general hospital unit with uh, 800 personnel of which half were doctors and nurses and first thing I found out is there's a difference between military triage and civilian triage. And you probably know this difference. You know, you try to get the most needy patients in first to get them taken care of. We try to get the ones we can return to combat in first and let the other ones slide for whatever. I know you don't like it, but that's true. Well, war is hell, and that's how it has to operate. I thought we were only allowed to say war is heck on, on this No, TV. I think we can say that word, yeah. Oh, that's we? not okay. one of the forbidden words. I wanted to check. I don't <laughs> hell hell is simply a place. Yeah, I think I've lived there. Yeah. But I'm divorced now, so it's I'm afraid okay. a lot of people will probably <laughs> be going there. I think yeah. hell's going to be very overcrowded. I think it was Pat Benatar that had a song, Hell is for Children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So, okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the this topic, and I think this is something that both of you guys can relate to, about the soldiers being forged, forced out of the military. This All this wokeness going on in the military, they want to force them out if they won't take the experimental job. And there is a history of the military experimenting on the military. Um, yep. And... There's you. You actually recently read a book, Mark, called Vaccine A, that is very enlightening on on that topic. And we've even seen it. Even things I know about in you know in history about you know Tuskegee experiment, in which there was uh, they they took a bunch of black men. By the way, this is the U.S. government, and they told them that they were doing a study on curing syphilis. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, Mark, because I know you're really comp- you're very familiar with this particular thing. And so what they did was they treated some of them with actual, with actual treatment, and then the other half, which I guess technically would be considered, considered a control group, control group, they were only administering a placebo. In other words, these people had syphilis, and they were not being treated for syphilis. And in fact, part of the experiment was to watch how they died. And they were all under the impression that they were being treated and that possibly they were going to be saved. But in fact, they just wanted to watch them die and, and observe their symptoms. Well, you learn a lot from death. Yeah. But, you know, if you're not told that that's what's being done to you but this this is our government this is the government that people are trusting to have an experimental drug injected into their arm what about all the experiments with lsd right when they wouldn't weren't telling people i mean that could be frightening if in in a bad trip they were putting it in the (laughs) drinking water of communities right from what i understand yes yeah and they and the community didn't know about it i read about this yeah (laughs) they were doing they putting in the drinking water you know a while back i was talking about and actually you were in that show with me when we were talking about the snake venom thing (laughs) 
Yeah, which, uh, yeah. I yeah, I mean, I don't. I will not confirm or deny. Yeah, well, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't either. But but we were talking about that, and it's like that's one of those things that, and, and I even talked about Simon. Well, you know, I can't confirm this. This is just a story. But it's it's interesting, you know, where where this person was claiming that snake venom was being put in the drinking water and that uh, these so-called symptoms of this uh, this so-called virus, which they call COVID-19, closely matches, by the way, you know, that makes noise to your mic, um, <laughs> Sorry. That, that it actually very, very closely matches that of snake venom in which it shuts down your organs. So, hey, guys, we're at the break, and uh, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to have some commercials from some of our awesome sponsors, and we'll be right back. At Los Ranchos Gun Shop, we support law-abiding folks learning to operate their guns safely. Some look at a firearm and see only weapons of war. If the mayor is telling the police to stand down when criminals act and release them into our community without consequence, well, who can you rely on to protect you and your family? Safety and awareness is what we preach and teach. It's your right to be safe in your own home and community. Take up the responsibility. No one else will do it for you. Stop by our new location, 6621 4th Street, Northwest in Los Ranchos, or call 505-345. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer Clear Trait Orthodontic Therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at Welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAC 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. And for those of you that are watching live on Facebook Live right now while we're recording the show, hello, share, 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 and send me your comments on the Facebook Messenger because we are watching it while we're talking. Anyway, so um, before the break, I was talking a little bit about the how the military is trying to push people out for refusing to get the experimental mRNA injection. And, you know, one thing I have talked about a number of times is how – one thing I'm really, really opposed to is this whole concept of a religious exemption. Okay. Number one, that violates, in my opinion, the First Amendment to the Constitution to have to prove your religion adequately for them to consider it valid. Let me even back you up. Okay, so yeah. I, just, I just wrote an article on Substack, and it's called Exempt from the Exemptions. And it's about who the heck ever thought we had to give an exemption. No means no, you know? Yeah, exactly. No means no. We did. We shouldn't have had to jump through their hoops. So I never gave one in. I've suffered, but never gave. Well, one. you know, I've said along all along that if you and and a lot of people have gotten mad at me about this, that if you request an exemption, you're playing their game. And I'm sorry, I refuse to play their game. I refuse to acknowledge that they have the right to make me do this. So therefore, I'm not going to request an exemption. I'm not going to give excuses. They simply do not have this right to violate my bodily autonomy. And it's like the, these people that for years have been putting out this nonsense where they've been seeing my body, my choice, which we knew all along had nothing to do with my body, my choice. It's like, well, I want the right to kill my baby. That's what it comes down to. But what, they want what to about the baby's it. body? Yeah, what about the baby's body? You know? Oh, it's only a little group of cells that really doesn't mean anything. Right. There again, that's, that's one of those things where they, they lie and they try to make you believe something that's not true. The, the truth of the matter is, is shortly after conception, you've got something that looks like a little baby in you. Very shortly after. I mean, how many mm. weeks? Five, six weeks maybe at, at, at the very most? Well, they're f they can feel pain. Yeah, they can. So, but 
And this experimenting on soldiers and, and, these, ex, and these, these religious exemptions and various... No, I'm not going to apply for an exemption. That, that, that's like what I'm always telling people all the time when you get in an argument with somebody, and especially with a, with a liberal where they're just, you know, just spouting nonsense and you're trying to talk sense, and, and then they'll finally say to you, well, let's just agree to disagree. And it's like, no, I don't agree to anything. You're just totally wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Mark, you're going to talk a little bit about this whole thing, with the the military and the and the injections. You've got some personal experiences about this. Uh, I'm afraid so. Uh, they experimented on us in the Gulf War with the anthrax vaccine, which they call vaccine A. There's a good book on that written by Gary Matsumoto, mm-hmm. heavily documented and very factual and it explains what happened and what happened what happened is the early days when they tried to come up with an anthrax vaccine mostly to be used uh, by veterinarians and mostly in montana where they have an outbreak um, the trouble is in order to for this to work you have to take a series of in, of five or six injections over a period of six months to eight months in some cases for it to ever be effective. Well, that wasn't possible in the war, so they decided to do something about it. They added something they call an adjutivant. Um, The material they use is an oil called squalene. Squalene is is something that's used in cosmetics, but is not supposed to be inserted into human bodies because it causes some weird little reaction called autoimmune disease. Now, isn't squalene, that's something that's derived from an octopus, isn't it? Uh, no, from a shark liver. Oh, shark liver. Okay. I, isn't squalene also sometimes put in food to give it color or something? It's, it seems like I heard some story about that. I think so. Uh, that's possible. Yeah. Uh, I know it's used in cosmetics. Okay. And in any case... If you put it in a human body, you get autoimmune disease. Autoimmune diseases are things like, what, cancer of various types, uh, other things that you don't even want to think about. And so this was used in to make the, the uh, vaccine more potent and quicker responding. Uh, because of that, you got... Uh, Side effects, <laughs> let's call them side effects, mm. um, which could be lethal. Uh, my experience with it is the first shot that they gave me, I got a severe pain in my left arm that lasted about a day and a half. And believe me, ibuprofen didn't help. Uh, the second shot, my arm went paralyzed. I literally could hang there and twitch, and that's all it could do. It took about two days for that to be over with. Well, before we had the third shot, our commander, who happened to be a surgeon, found out that this particular vaccine was experimental and was supposed to be by consent only, and we had never consented to any of this. So he ordered the unit not to take any additional shots, so we didn't. It's um, Probably a good thing for you, huh? And they did not re- uh, record these on our shot records or anything else. There's, there is no proof that anybody had that except for the rare people that had, had 
a little, little thing put on their shot record that says vaccine A, and that's all they got. What does that mean? Nobody knows. So that's what they called it as vaccine A. Vaccine A. Interesting. Um, so uh, altogether, about 12% of everybody who got this shot had some sort of reaction from the, the mild reaction that I had, which I didn't consider mild at the time, to things like, like cancer. Cancer is not a good thing to have. And it shouldn't be something that should be forced on somebody who is a normal, healthy human being who is supporting and defending his country. But that's what happened. Well, maybe they didn't want to spend the money on taking care of you afterwards. Uh, it's saying. interesting to notice that the people who were given this uh, shot were the support personnel not the frontline troops. And if, if the anthrax shells had been used on us, it, they would have hit the frontline troops. So obviously they knew there was a problem and they didn't want to deal with it. So they were just doing this so they could say, well, see, this vaccine works really good. Yeah, sure it does, except for 12%. It worked really good. Well, Mark, can we just say thank you for your service? And, um, you know, I'm uh, the daughter of a Vietnam vet who died, um, you know, from complications of Agent Orange exposure. So, you know, uh, I'm sure you know a, lot, a little bit about that as well. I'm, I'm afraid I yeah. do. I was there. Uh, well, in any case, there are people that are still having uh, reactions to what they what happened in those shots because what happens your body builds antibodies to almost anything it's really good at that that's what it's designed to do but when you inject something that is similar to your own body oils and fats what does it do well the it builds antibodies against your own body so that is why you get this autoimmune disease your body is fighting itself and that's kind of the result. So there it is. Of course, you can say, well, gee, that was 30 years ago. What difference does it make now? I think there was a presidential candidate once said. That's right. What, what difference does it make now? What difference does it make? Yeah. Oh, that was Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That's who that was. <laughs> with, I knew it was somebody. With, with her good friend uh, that she left to die over there. Yeah. What, what was that guy's name? Uh, he was like a, um, can't remember his name. But he, she allowed that, that whole uh, consulate to get overrun mm -hmm. while her friend, I believe, was burned to death. What difference does it make? What difference does it make? <laughs> oh, I can hear her cackling. You know, an interesting thing I heard on the news this morning, and as I was getting ready to come in here, I had several weeks ago... I had mentioned that there was going to be an outbreak of RSV in children as a result of everything with these, with these poisonous jabs and, and all the other garbage that's been going on. I mean, look at what's been done to our children over the past two to three years is they've been socially isolated. You got the social distancing garbage, you got the mask, you got all of this, and they've literally been, you know, I've always heard people talk about how they would have like a, uh, like a, uh, what was it, a, 
a, a mumps party or whatever like that and get, get to all these children getting together in school, they're sharing all these germs. And as a result of sharing all these germs in school, they build immunity. They build their immune systems. Well, children that would have just been starting to attend school over the past two to three years didn't start attending school. They didn't build those relationships with, with other kids. They weren't in close proximity to a lot of other kids to share those germs around. In most cases, they probably weren't out doing what kids normally do, out playing in the dirt, doing what kids do. Furthermore, you know, family gatherings were being discouraged, so they weren't around that either. Mm -hmm. And then I saw parents here in New Mexico, you know, with their kids, walking with their kids outside, and they all had masks on. So there was never any filtration or refreshing of the airways or anything. But it's all, all for, the, for the children. Yeah, yeah. So, Sh Sharon, what do you know about RSV? I know that it was hitting out of season. It was hitting early. Um, it is hitting early. And um, I just suspect, I, you know, we need more information, so I don't like to speak too mm -hmm. assuredly on it. But um, we know that harboring bacteria behind a mask and, and, like you said, not being exposed to germs is just making everyone more vulnerable, not just children, because there are adults having RSV problems as well. And I don't know if you've noticed, but there are a lot of shingles commercials now for shingles drugs. Yeah. Um, that is something that happens when your immune system's compromised. So... Hmm. You know. Well, this is something I've been talking about all along. I've been saying that this was going to be the implications of all of this uh, isolation and social distancing. People's immune systems were going to start failing on them. And what we're seeing now is that we're seeing evidence that these so-called vaccines have actually, in a, set, in, a, in a certain way, actually turned off uh, the body's natural ability to fight off any kind of disease. So if you had a a pre-existing um, case of, say, cancer, an early early stage of cancer, that cancer is now accelerating because your body is no longer fighting it off naturally like it would. And we're seeing this a lot in these, in these so-called vaxxed people. Now, this thing with the RSV, I talked about this several weeks ago because a good friend of mine had told me what he had seen is that these he, he has some people that are in the medical community that some of this, he was witnessing some of this. Well, now, in fact, that has come, come true. We are seeing a, an exploding case of RSV. I'm looking at a, at a website right now, and, and I'll share the, the link on my show notes from uh, Fox 5 New York. And they're talking about cases of, and by the way, RSV stands for respiratory syncytial, Syncytial virus. virus. Okay. And <laughs> it's, it's cases of it are exploding around the nation right now. I, I heard on one news report I was listening to on, um, on Newsmax this morning in which they were talking about one hospital is reporting that they have a ninefold increase in cases. And this is children. Well, I got a, a letter, not me, all of us, all of us nurses here got a letter from the New Mexico State Board of Nursing with an urgent call for pediatric nurses. 
Yeah. So this article I'm reading here, it says, according to the CDC, which I don't know if we can trust them anymore or not, RSV season is normally in January and February, so the current surge is unusual. And uh, they're quoted as saying, because of the pandemic and people isolating themselves from each other, several of these young children did not develop an immune response to these in ordinary, common, everyday viruses. And this is uh, from a Dr. Sankaran Krishnan, and he's a pediatric pulmonologist at Maria Ferrari Children's Hospital in Valhalla, New York. And... He says that despite the surge in cases, Dr. Krishnan says she doesn't want parents to panic. RSV usually causes mild cold symptoms, including a runny nose, congestion, and a mild fever. His advice to parents is to keep an eye out for the most severe symptoms. Now, the problem is, is like I mentioned just a few minutes ago, is that a lot of these um, normal immune responses that your body would go through to fight off anything, we're, I'm, I'm a little concerned about whether or not these RSV cases are going to be much more severe than they normally are. You know, I, I know years ago when I lived in Florida, I, I know when I first moved there, I, uh, you, you encounter things when you first get to someplace new that you had never encountered in your entire life. This is an example of, of your immune system failing you. One thing I had never been exposed to my entire life until I moved to Florida was a palmetto tree. Now, it turns out that a lot of people, when they move to Florida from someplace else, end up allergic to palmetto trees. Well, I don't have an allergy, but the palmetto bugs are like... <laughs> Cockroaches on steroids. They're like like they're like giant size, uh, you know, cockroaches on on steroids. I yes. had family down in and New- they fly Tampa, Newport, Ritchie area, and I would go down every summer with my brother. And we we came home one night and the, we pull up on the garage with the lights on the garage, and there's two mating. <laughs> and I thought, how big do these things get? So anyway, they're huge. <laughs> they're huge, and they fly around and they'll land on you. But anyway, so what happened was, is I had a allergic reaction to palmetto trees, like, and this was like the first or second year that I lived in Florida, and it it had symptoms that uh, kind of manifested themselves kind of like cold, you know, runny nose, sneezing, that sort of thing. Well, I just ignored it. I took I took some uh, some cold medicine, and it just lingered and lingered and lingered, and I just continued to think, oh, it's no big deal, it'll go away. Well, the the symptoms got worse and worse. And eventually, I was really, really sick. I mean, very sick. And so I ended up going to the doctor, and the doctor told me uh, that, you know, he said, you have to, when you have an allergic reaction to something like this, you need to treat those symptoms right away because if you let them linger for a long time, he said you were on the verge of having pneumonia and you could have died from that. So you wind up chasing it. And um, one of the things I do now, and this is not medical advice, I don't want to be sued and uh, you know I'm not practicing out of my scope, but one thing I do for myself is when I feel an infection coming on, I believe everyone should have a nebulizer machine now, mm-hmm. and you should be nebulizing hydrogen peroxide. You can get a little saline and mix it. Um, I did hydrogen it. peroxide, really? 
Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's in studies. So okay. I gargle with it every day. Mm -hmm. So here's the idea is that when you first start to get an infection and you feel it, what you want to do to prevent pneumonia and prevent the migration of the bacteria or virus going down your respiratory tract is to gargle, you know, not overdo it. Mm-hmm. And to do an inhalation therapy with it. And it's in studies and stuff, so it's not harmful. Okay. I've heard that uh, rinsing with hydrogen peroxide is actually uh, good for your, your, your mouth and your gums, too. I heard a dentist tell me yeah, that one you, time. You never want to overdo it, right? Because yeah. you take away what's called the normal flora you yeah. know, from your airways. You don't want to do that where you're defenseless afterwards. But. So Tamara that's uh, watching us, she said that she's experienced that in Florida, too, with, uh, <laughs> with being around yeah. horses. and The mating cockroaches, The mating Tamara. cockroaches. <laughs> the mating flying cockroaches. <laughs> See, my, my only uh, allergy was, well, I thought it was eucalyptus trees when I was in California. It turns out I'm just allergic to California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. I, I don't think I want to go there. <laughs> oh, guys. So oh, let's see. What else? There was something else here I meant that I mentioned, too. By the way, guys, share, share, share on Facebook. We're on Facebook Live. <laughs> so I saw an interesting story about a uh, – this, this is like this woke mentality that is, that is just – spreading like disease across our country it's on the it was on the daily wire and there's this i i think who is who oh model and actress emily R let's see if i pronounce this right ratajkowski ratajkowski does that what that looks like to you sure yeah yeah sure <laughs> yeah. yeah why not <laughs> she's polish i think right it sounds like a Polish name. Possibly, you know, I, yeah. I remember I had a I remember I had an uncle many many years ago that he used to we would go visit uh, them in Arkansas, and he was Polish and he was constantly always telling Polak jokes all the time. Oh, my father too. Nobody oh. tells Polak jokes anymore. What's up with that? I don't know. <laughs> I, aren't they kind of like blonde jokes? Sort of, but yeah. I don't think the Polacks appreciate it. I don't know. Most of the most of the Polak jokes I've heard are being told by Pola Polish people. Yep. So it's like I don't. It's like the best one I know was was done by a Polish one, yeah. man. Who and it was quite funny because yeah. Was you want to tell it? It was anti-Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to tell it? Well, I can try. Okay. Um, anyhow, this Polak was riding on a train in in Russia and. In the compartment he was in, there was also a a a young woman with her her uh, chaperone and a a Russian officer. Well, they went through a tunnel and everything went black because there's no lights in the train, and there was a sound of a of a kiss and then a loud slap, and uh, when they came out of out of the tunnel and came back into the light. The uh, the the uh, Polish girl was was thinking to herself, "Well, that that Russian officer got got fresh, but he why would he kiss my chaperone rather than me?" And the chaperone saying, "Boy, that Russian officer tried to tried to to kiss my girl, and she slapped him good, just like I trained her." And the 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 uh, Russian officers thinking, well, why did I get slapped? What happened here? I didn't do anything. 
and the Polak is thinking, you know, I kissed my hand, slapped a Russian officer, and got away with all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's the only Polish joke I know really well. Okay, all right. So this model and actress, which uh, Radajkowski, I think I probably got that kind of close, says that uh, the 31-year-old mom of one said her son Sylvester shows a natural inclination towards toys that are typically marketed for boys. Well, I wonder why that is. However, Radajkowski isn't letting her interest stop her from introducing toys she'd prefer him to play with. She and guest Julia Fox, who is also a single mom, both talked about their parenting philosophies on Tuesday's episode of High Low with M. Rata. Fox said it's hard parenting her son because she just don't want to have them end up like every single guy she's ever met. Wow. (laughs) So the first thing I was thinking, Becca, is that... um, by the way, you guys both have the mics that like are nice on that long. I, that I know we only have you. two of them. I have to I'm like sorry. lean down like well, you I'm know, this eating. Is, this is what happens <laughs> when you're the last one in here. You yeah. get you get oh, the worst mic. Burn. Uh-huh. Was yeah, a little late. Yeah, I know. You know when no I've cups. got a when I've got a fourth person in here. See, I've got these three good headsets, mm-hmm. but then when I've got a fourth person in here, they get the crappy headset that doesn't work so good. So it's like you know, there's there could be worse. There's benefits to getting here a little bit earlier. So, <laughs> to change the subject, first of all, I always take all of my advices, and I think people should take parental advice from models and actresses. They're definitely the people you oh, go absolutely, to. Oh, absolutely, yes, obviously. And the second thing I noticed before you even said it was that, you know, uh, it sounds like they're both single moms, and this is not to attack single moms, but these are the people doing this it just and then you proved it by what they said uh, it sounds like a lot of man hate they're on board with the toxic masculinity and I, w- I will tell you that the more you concentrate on something the more you'll bring it on so if you want toxic masculinity keep talking about it yeah yeah <laughs> so so she she states it's crazy sly loves trucks imagine that he's a boy Radiskowski agreed. Speaking of her one-year-old, he gets so excited he loves to play with anything with wheels. Well, I do too, but it's like, you know. But uh, she continued, this morning I ordered a baby doll and a tea set because I'm like, we got to balance this out. But also, is this just what he likes naturally? I think she was set off by the trucker convoys or something. (laughs) Maybe. Um, Too many men in one place. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what kind of men this woman actually likes to date. Kind of makes you wonder. Or maybe she doesn't. Well, that could be it, too. That could be it. Fox agreed with that sentiment, saying her son Valentino is also crazy over trucks, but that he also loves pushing around a stroller, stroller with a little doll in it. For her part, she made sure the little boy had a pink truck to play with. These kids are going to be so messed up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, hey, guys, we are approaching the end of the first hour. And uh, so we'll be back in a little bit. And I think I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the death of the First Amendment. I think we're seeing a lot of that sort of stuff going on here lately. So we'll be right back. See you. 